Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Hi kids, it's Mart here. It's C Tepper, and this is Vinny Gaga. Oh, Vinny's here too. (laughs) Can you tell who's here? Our guest today. Our guest introduced themselves already. (laughs) That's a new one. We love. Um, But this is quiet, quiet, quiet version. (laughs) Yes, bitch. so excited to be here, BH. Yeah. <laughs> well, you already heard from Over. her, but we're interviewing Staten Island's own, Manhattan's own, a Gaga impersonator extraordinaire, Miss Gaga herself. Um, Gaga herself, Miss Vinny Gaga. Woo. Welcome, dun, 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 dun. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> of course. I'm so excited. I love to You're... talk, so cut me off whenever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is the point. Yeah. No, the point is to hear from you, BB. So we want you to talk. Get us those yes. views. <laughs> yes. Get us viral. Um, Let's get a sponsor up in this bitch. Yes, please. <laughs> Mama wants some money, as always. Um, how much? Pe- how much money does like someone make off of a sponsor? Like what? Well, like, you know? It's all different. You can make like a living, like you can make like a 50k living off. That's de- it, depends how many people are listening. And we yeah. have nine yeah. listeners, so we would make about 50 cents. Yeah, hey, 50 cents make, is 50 we cents. Even, we don't even make that now, so. <laughs> so every four episodes, we'll get a dollar. Each. <laughs> hey. You could get a honey bun with that dollar from the deli <laughs> no my bodega sells them for two dollars shit that's what? like that's like four months of work four months of podcast you're, right you're in like Williamsburg though right yeah baby oh that's probably Bougie, why they raised the price bitches. i know it's 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 bad um yeah. well let's start off with our usual question caitlin how has your pandemic been treating you <laughs> Oh, actually, this pandemic was just like amazing. I I know it's been really rough for a lot of people, but for me, it's like it made me work so much harder at drag and just like being like a good, decent human being. I feel like I don't know. I just feel like the whole world needed this time off and really look at themselves. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely did that. And I was definitely working through the pandemic, you know, like whether it was over live, which was a hot mess, but yep. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> we didn't either. <laughs> it was just so like, I don't know, my favorite thing about drag is just like connecting with people and it was just so hard to get that good feeling, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely did the, you know, the stunts in my room, which was disgusting, bitch. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> Imagine doing it. No, I literally did a split over like a live and like no one seen it because the camera was like <laughs> on, on the ring light. And I was just like, oh, whatever. But this <laughs> pandemic, yeah, right. But this pandemic really taught me a lot. Like it really showed me how much, how much you have to like hustle, mm-hmm. especially like over social media and like how you could connect with people and like still make drag happen. 
And there wasn't a lot of shows, but I took everything that came my way. And I literally like tried to make the best of it during this pandemic, but I'm thankful for it. That's good. Sounds like you were busy, baby. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I was busy, to be honest. Uh, I know, like, a lot of people were scared to come out, but mm. I made sure that, you know, there wasn't a lot of shows last summer. There was, like, mm. a handful of shows going on, and we were getting uh, canceled from so many different types of people because uh, no one was wearing a mask, or this one was doing that, X, Y, and Z. Mm. But for me, it was like I was taking everything and making sure I gave it my all because there wasn't that many shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back, all the way back. Where are you from originally? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, honey. What part of Brooklyn? Well, actually a few. So I have a big family. There's five of us. I have five siblings. Oh, wow. And I know, a big Italian family. Big Italian family. (laughs) Right. You know it. it. (laughs) Yeah, so we were, um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and um, we were... Where was I raised? Oh, in Bay Ridge. I'm like losing my mind right now. Oh. Um, born and raised in Bay Ridge, and then we moved to like Park Slope kind of area. Yeah. Um, I believe it was called like Kensington, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I don't know, something like that. Right near like Greenwood Cemetery. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if this ever happened to y'all, but in Brooklyn, like with the rent, it could like go up dramatically. Yeah. And like my and my dad was not having the rent going up. So we were like, let's move to Staten Island. The money that I'm paying in Brooklyn would give us a huge house in Staten Island. And so that's why we moved out here um, for a bigger house. You know, my dad was sick of, sick of paying all that Brooklyn rent, bitch, because that shit is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Brooklyn raised me. It's like my foundation. I don't really claim Staten Island. I just live here. Same. for real <laughs> for real it's disgusting out here Agreed. the people are trash yep. there's nothing to do i can't even like name something to do out here like you go what to, the is there to do? just go the to mall, mall. <laughs> just go to the mall and they revamped the mall the mall's actually that? nice now to be fair it's, yo it's high key mad pretty <laughs> <laughs> it used to be mad trashy but um, i mean the people are still trashy yeah oh my god they're just they're just disgusting they're all little trump supporters little yep. cults yep. don't have it they still you know the thing in Staten island right now they have like 2024 flags flying around they do <laughs> yeah, they I've, do i haven't they seen fucking any do. you haven't seen well maybe where i live <laughs> yeah because you live so obviously i'm from Staten island as well um so Staten island there's the north shore and the south shore so if you're in the South Shore, it's like super conservative, all Trump supporters mm-hmm. everywhere. But I live more in the North Shore. My family lives over there. So it's a little oh, bit so less, <laughs> but not that much. Yeah, I'm right near Tonneville. So oh, you that. are all the way South, all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know the people like, you know, it's so annoying. Like I, the reason why like I love this today, I love Brooklyn is like, I love to walk out and just see all different types of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just able to like, you know, like let my shoulders down and just breathe. But in Staten Island, it's like I walk to the deli or I walk 
walk to the store and it's just a whole bunch of white people and I'm just like <laughs> oh my god like just get anxiety looking at everybody <laughs> oh my god that's my my whole childhood growing up <laughs> wait did you go to school did you go to school out here yeah we went to rival schools except I'm a lot <gasps> <older than> you. <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Wait a minute, what school? I'm like, you we know, had man, this so conversation. Busy. I went to Did we be- and you went to work. Ah! <laughs> you really? Yeah. So also, one thing to know about fucking Vinegar is that I forget everything. That's all good. It's the it's weed for we me. Can talk it. It's because we it's can the talk weed about it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just destroying my brain. <laughs> but that's so crazy that you went to that school. Did you love it or did you hate it? I mean, I hated it at the time. Now I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> You're like, um, it gave me the power to like be my pal. No, it did not. <laughs> it did the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, Wagner, I mean, Wagner was great. Um, that school, I don't know how it is now, but like when I went, like I never got bullied. I know that's like hard to believe, but I just felt like I really like stuck to my guns and I was not having shit. And I felt like it's the only way you have to like own your shit. You have to be confident. And I felt like the straight guys, they were like low key mad intimidated and they were scared because God forbid someone said faggot. It was Mm -hmm. going off. I'm going off. Good. (laughs) You should. Right. Period. Yeah, go- growing up, everyone was very, very homophobic in Staten Island. And I didn't know it, that there could be a life fl- not like that. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people were like, you didn't get bullied in Staten Island. I was like, no, bitch, because I was not having it. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> the Brooklyn is coming out. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> <It's prepared. laughs> right? I would walk down the fucking hallways in Wagner with like literally the biggest platforms on so embarrassing yes, oh my goodness bitch. yeah oh my god there's like pictures if you scroll all the way down on my instagram they're still there so embarrassing and so like funny. i used i used to do my makeup like orange when i used to go to school like so scary that's very like sad island though were you it orange is. with the white lip or with like just lip gloss what was i was, what was orange the I was orange with like uh, Justin Timberlake uh, blonde curls. How Mama, scary! Not the ramen Mama. noodles. Not the ramen <laughs> literally, noodles. Literally, but that's so sad. Like, I literally like. ramen noodles. Literally ramen noodles in the package, like hard ramen noodles. That was my hair. <laughs> you definitely. I bet you were like a little Guida walking around. <laughs> I right. Oh my god, that was <laughs> and then the eyebrows were like sharpied on yeah. to my face. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can we bring her back? Can we bring her back for a night? This is just bringing um, me back to like my like growing up and just everyone around me. <laughs> we could go back. Just scroll down on my Instagram. I don't archive anything. <laughs> love, 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 love. Because I want, I, I want people to see the journey. Like I used to look like a little oompa loompa, and now I'm. Like, but that was the look you were right bitch. <laughs> you are a sickening. Right. Right. So you said you took dance classes for 12 years. Where did you take dance classes? I took it in um in Diker, Diker Heights at um Frontline Dance Studio. Oh nice. Um actually my godmother, which is um the best person in the whole entire world, um, she owns the whole entire studio. So I kind of ah. got to go for free. That's you know? amazing. 
And for people that are listening, like, you know, dance classes are not cheap at all. Nope. Literally. No, no, no. Like, I'm talking about if you did, like, tap, ballet, jazz, modern, and hip hop, Mm -hmm. you were definitely spending, well, your parents were definitely spending around $1,400 to $1,800 a month on dance. And that's that's not including costumes, shoes, tights, all the dance equipment and stuff. So I was very lucky and very privileged to be able to have a godmother own a fucking studio because that shit was not cheap at all. It really was not. Did you do competitions? Yeah, I was a competition kid. I feel like, yeah, girl, I was (laughs) Dance Moms, Abby Lee. Like, um, I did competitions a lot. Like I would be in AC, I would be in Pennsylvania, I would in Brooklyn wherever um there was like a big stage there would be a competition we would go to but um competition really was uh, like the reason why I fell in love with like dancing it made it like gave me like a fire in my belly to just like oh my god like how can I fucking kill it like how can I like be different from all the other like male dancers Mm -hmm. at the competition so for people that don't know, there's not a lot of boy dancers. There's nope. never will be. There never will be. Nope. For real. And so if you're straight a... passing, you'll do very well in dance. Right. Very well. Right. You could actually right. have a career. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> but I remember like doing these competitions and there would be like maybe like three um, male dancers. And it's just like, how can I stand out? and like be better than them if we all have the same like technique, you know? We all mm-hmm. could probably lift our fucking foot up and do all all the turns and pirouettes and all that stuff. But I was like, how can I make myself different? And in that moment, I felt like, like Vinny Gaga was born a little bit because I would, if like, I don't know, I wish I had a video to show you guys, but like mm-hmm. me at competition, it was very, it was giving very like Gaga, having a seizure on stage kind of moment. <laughs> yes. Love hey. to hear right so, um, um but yeah yeah oh yeah sorry no go ahead go ahead oh no I was just saying like you know competition was like such a big part of my life and it gave me that like drive that I have with drag today you know mm-hmm. and dancing is the reason why I do drag you know I love to be on stage I know how to perform you know like I had that under my belt you know like there's a lot of people that get into drag for so many different types of reasons mm-hmm. but you know, drag is performance art. And I was performing on stage since I was so little. So that's where drag for me came about, you know? And that's where I found myself in drag. I was like, you know, I'll be considered a dancing queen, you know? But with that being said, it's like drag showed me I could do so much more with it instead of just dancing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Gaga, because you said Gaga with the seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're known as Vinny Gaga, obviously. But like, how did you, what inspired that decision and to become like a Gaga impersonator? Um, Well, this is like funny because everyone's like, like, where, where did you get your name and all that stuff? And I remember when I was 13 and this is like when Gaga was starting to get really popular like around maybe like, I want to say like 
um, the end of the fame era is when I started becoming like a little monster, per mm-hmm. se, whatever. And uh, um, I remember making a Facebook account around that time and making an Instagram at that time. That's when like all social media platforms started to get popular and everyone knew of me. Like even like when I would go to like dance classes and stuff like that, everyone would be like, oh, Vinny Gaga or like um, they had another nickname for me or like Vin Gaga or something like that. And I was like, you know, that's going to be my Instagram handle when I was 13. So my Instagram handle was it's Vinny Gaga since I was 13. So always had that name. OG bitch. OG. OG. (laughs) And I have receipts if people want to get technical. Okay. Anyways. um, (laughs) But no, no, I did have that. I did have that name for a very long time. And then started when I started like taking um, dance more seriously, I started getting really good at dance right and uh, you know you can't okay I don't know how to like describe it but like you can't make a lot of money dancing you know like like Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to like make a career out of dancing and it's also a very short career even if it's a very short yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and I just knew that you know I, I I was a really good dancer but I was like this is just not like what I want to do with the rest of my life you know and I knew that drag was super cool super fun thing to do and I was like how can I like incorporate learning dance for all these years and also being a drag queen and it just came to me I was just like you know I love Gaga I was like why not like mix the two together you know so that's why I was like you know I'll just keep my Instagram handle I was like my drag name will be Minigonga I was like everyone calls me it everyone knows and I'm obsessed with the bitch and uh, that's where like my drag name came from but I would never I never knew it would be making me the money that I'm making today like honestly Mm. I was just you know just doing it for fun and bitch now it's paying bills okay yes mama how do you How did you get into drag? Like, was it through Gaga? It was through Gaga. I mean, uh, I. how many times are we going to say that bitch's name? But literally- Oh, it's going to be a lot this episode, so. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, it was, it was definitely through her because, I mean, I just remember, like, Gaga dropping, like, a music video and, like, I feel like everyone was trying to like recreate her looks, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when when Bad Romance dropped, like yeah. you know, everyone was making like those um, McQueen hats or they were like doing, they were editing those like eyes. And I just remember being so inspired and, you know, like RuPaul says, you know, like you're born naked, the rest is drag. I felt mm-hmm. like I was doing drags before Gaga was a thing. You know, I would, I remember me and my brother, Anthony, my gay older brother, we would listen to Hillary Duff, Wake Up yes. on Friday night. That, that song, you know that song? That's I that love song that is. song. <laughs> I love it. We would, and my brother, I think, is nine years older than me. I was eight years old. And we would wrap towels around our head and, like, make it look like it was, like, a wig. And we would just sing Hillary Duff. And I'm just like, bitch, that was drag. You know? Yeah. It was. That was yeah. We were literally performing drag in my room with towels on her head bitch a towel queen <laughs> but yeah um i definitely just lost my train of thought so no, what was the question you're good. <laughs> we're good you answered it you answered it. yeah we're good. you're good 
Have you um, e- have you ever been mistaken for Gaga on the street? Um, well, actually, just recently, I got booked um, for Queen's Yard, um, which is hosted by Shaquita Hall mm-hmm. um, at, um, you know, where the vessel is, all that stuff. I do. Mm-hmm. I work uh, next to it. Yeah. Do you? Re- do you? Oh, you I'm see at Chelsea Market. Uh. Oh, you are right there. Yeah. Um. So Shaquita does this thing where she'll have like uh, someone impersonate a celebrity and like walk into this like freaking five star restaurant, and the whole illusion is supposed to be like, oh, a celebrity's really here, and it's like, oh my god, I'm eating with like so and so. Like, how cool is this? And then that person gets up and performs a number. So just recently for Pride Weekend, oh my God, Shaquita asked me like a few days before, she was like, um, can you do Gaga and come in and like do a performance? And I was like, yeah, that sounds easy. You know, like regular, regular. And she was like, no, like I need like a big hat. I need you to have a posse. I need you to wear the big shoes. Like they need to believe it's Gaga. I was like, oh, you want like... Uh, Gaga walking down the street like getting stopped by paparazzi and her fans and she was like yeah right at that moment so I had my brother his boyfriend and one of my other friends be the posse I wore the 13 inch um heels I wore a really big hat I wore the um Fenty fucking glasses or were they Marc Jacobs I forgot whatever and we literally walked from the vessel all the way up to the fourth floor to this restaurant and it was getting stopped by so many people because that's that was the whole point of me getting booked was, you know, come in as if you're Gaga. And I was like, you know, Gaga always has her posse. She always has like mm-hmm. Freddie, her makeup artist, and Sarah, Sarah, her um, makeup artist. And they're always around her. So I was like, how can I get that feeling? And us like walk into the restaurant and like give that vibe. So I literally just recently did that um, with Chiquita. <laughs> I didn't know Shaquita was doing this, but I saw the I videos that. of this. Yeah, no, that's cute. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I did, I, I did just post the video, but um, I didn't know Shaquita was doing it either. To be it's honest, supposed to be like, new. She's very, yeah, it's supposed to be new. She's very low key um about that, but it's Voss event, so you know that paycheck was Ooh. very, 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 very nice, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mama, huh? get you. Get your bills paid, baby. <laughs> right. But it was a really, it was a really great experience because I usually get booked to, you know, perform or host something. I never get booked to actually like arrive as Gaga, you know, like the whole part of the booking was, you know, you need to arrive mm-hmm. and have that everyone look at you. That was the mm-hmm. whole point of me coming. And yeah. it went really well. And that was really cool to get booked for something like that. I really enjoyed it. The video is cool as hell. Right, right. That's so cool. It was really fun. I loved it. (laughs) It was hot that day, though, bitch. I was over it. Yeah, it was like 90 degrees. Oof. Pride weekend was just an easy bake oven. (laughs) (laughs) Preach. So going from Gaga back to your first performance that was apparently on a yacht. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> oh my God. I had, I had, I had, I had to um, tell you that because I, I feel like that's a really cool little fun fact to know is that my first drag performance was on a yacht. Like that's literally like LOL bitch. <laughs> like who the fuck do I think I am? But no, um, I got booked by... Oh, wait, let me, oh, Hot Rabbit. Hot Rabbit was um, the people that booked me. They were like, we want you to perform for our Pride Yacht. 
um, it's going to go around Manhattan. And they were like, can you do a number? And I was like, oh my God, of course, what the hell? And it was like my first booking too. I think it was like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely. And a hundred bucks, like doing drag. I thought that was like a million dollars. So I was too, <laughs> no, for y'all, I really thought that was so cool. So I was like, oh my God, a yacht. So when I heard the word yacht, I was like thinking it was just going to be a regular boat, but it was an actual yacht. Like this yacht had five floors. I could do not. Mm-hmm. It had a whole ass bar, whole dancing floor. It was like crazy, bitch. Oh my God. But that was my first gig. And I just can't even believe that was my first gig. Cause usually like, I feel like a drag queen's first gig is like, you know, one of those things that you like volunteer for, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really cool to just like do an event on a fucking boat. And bitch, I have the video up on Instagram if you want to look. I look disgusting. <laughs> like very like, oh my God, I don't even know why, like what? It was right orange makeup too. Like you swore my mustache, did not know how to color that. <laughs> <laughs> It was, oh, and it was also like downpouring that day. So it was very humid. And mm-hmm. I just, oh my, I looked like a sweaty gremlin. And looking back at it, like, oh my God, sort of something. But hey, I got that check, Henny, on a fucking yacht. Like, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> but also, my brother, um, who's a dancer, he also did the performance with me. Cause I was oh. like, I can't put. Yeah, I was like, I can't perform on a yacht without having a backup dancer. Hello. Oh. So he was there and we turned the party. Yeah. I think I did, I think I did a mix. I did um I think I went into applause and born this way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was those two songs that I did. But it was really fun. So many people came out and it was just a good first performance. So it didn't look good, but it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah um and with that i think we should take our first little break and we'll get back into talking to Vinny about all things drag competitions competitions that you've lost and that you should have uh, won jackie shoulda shoulda coulda shoulda coulda coulda shoulda woulda i love her work um we'll be right back kids bye, bye. <laughs> Wig, okay. I know, wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig. And we're back. Talking shit. Being bitches, being shady. Bad bitches like me, it's hard to come back. Ooh. Pound the alarm. So we talked about your first drag booking on a yacht. You all, all these stories you're telling us um, are very luxurious because this yeah, next right? one that we have intel from. <laughs> I know, like that, who the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> I love though, fuck? baby. I love. <laughs> um, so our intel says that um, within your first year of doing drag, you got booked in LA. Tell us about it, baby. So that actually is like the continuation of the yacht. They seen me on the yacht and it was um, it was Hot Rabbit. 
Um, Hot Rabbit usually focuses on like big lesbian clubs oh. from what from what I know. Um, but their Pride Yacht Party thing was just all types of people. It was a Pride event. Um, so they see me on the yacht and everyone like went bananas um, because I remember like rehearsing a lot. It was a lot, a lot of dancing. You know, in the beginning of like my drag career, I was more focused on making sure there was choreography for every single lyric of the song. But now when I do a big show like that, it's not focused on choreography anymore. It's more focused on like, you know, gags and the look and yeah. the, what I, what I want to give. Yeah. But um, anyways, so I did the yacht performance and then like, uh, I want to say maybe like three months later, um, Hot Rabbit hit me up again and they wanted us to um, perform in LA at the, uh, I forgot where they booked yeah, me. <laughs> maybe, I don't I don't know. That was my first time being in LA, so all the gay clubs I'm not really familiar with. Okay. But um, it was. Have you guys ever been to LA? I used to live there. I used to live there. Yeah. <laughs> was gag. All right, so I'm just gonna describe the club. To you. Yeah, like I, very, I like, probably know which one it is. <laughs> it's like very like chapel vibe. Oh, it's probably like, the chapel. Oh, is it? Maybe. It's literally so. So there's the Abbey, which is like the biggest one in WeHo, and then right next mm-hmm. to it, which is still owned by the people who own the Abbey, is the Chapel. So okay. you're probably just at the Chapel. <laughs> I should have performed Electric Chapel, then. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Right. Um. So yeah, they um took care of me. Um, and we flew out there. I have uh, me and my brother have friends out there. Um, mm-hmm. my friend Hosa, who's the um, owner and creative director of Hologram City. Um, he's really great. He let us stay with him. Uh, I mean, yeah, he let us stay with him. Yeah. Um, and I just performed with Hot Rabbit again. And it was just so much fun to be able to like get a gig across the country and yeah. not be <laughs> any, like, I was not, I'm like, I was like a nobody. And I was just like, bitch, I'm like getting flown out to like perform like what is this bitch I was kind of shook but it was I took it very professionally and I made sure that like if I was going to go out there I was going to give them a long set so I gave them like an eight minute set instead of like a a one number thing but it was like very high energy like I had two backup dancers (laughs) it was like damn bitch yeah but you know I I mean if they're fucking paying me to go across the country you got to give them something to get that makes sense I yeah, mean, LA but, um, has pretty low standards, so you don't have to do too much. Right? I heard. I heard. She was representing so, New York. She yeah, got a, New she York. Got a, they don't know what to do when New Yorkers come in town. That's all I can yeah, say. And, and also, it was a really cool experience because my best friend, Kim, um, they went to school out there. So I got to meet up with them and, like, you know, just have a really good time. Aww. So it was it was really good. So oh, go, you met Kim. You yeah, met Kim. Before. I know who Kim yeah. is. <laughs> so go I mean, from LA, jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we started from like the beginning of your career and then boom, this is kind of, I feel like when you got kind of exploded on the New York scene when you won Drag Race All-Stars. How was that? Ah! <laughs> that was... Uh... That was um that was a moment in my life that I'll never forget. <laughs> no, um, it was that was really great because I've I've been doing drag wars for I want to say like a good like solid year of like just you know doing it every, every week. Monday. 
yeah, yeah. like every trying to do it every week, you know. Um, but it was really fun because I remember doing all star, um, not all stars, um, drag wars, which was every Monday. Um, and you know, I would win a few, lose a few, and then I started to like, you know, get my name out there, and I was doing other bookings instead of just doing drag wars. Yeah. And then I kind of um, left drag wars because I was just like doing a few more other things. Um, I got to do Queen of the Ride actually. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that on Fridays with Vicky. And then I started to just, you know, insert myself with other bars and other places and get my name out there a little bit more. Um, but then I returned back to Drag Wars and Shaquita was like, make sure, she told me before and she's like, make sure you kill it tonight because I'm picking out the people to do All-Stars. Mm. So I was like, all right, bitch. So I went back and I was like, you know, I went back at all my past performances that I did at Drag Wars and I looked at them and I was like, wow, I never did a disco kind of mix. So my family, to bring it back a little bit, I grew up on like, hustling and you know that whole entire um element my aunts my godmother my dad my mom they would all hustle at like family parties so I was like I want to incorporate um hustling in my number so I brought out my brother again and we hustled and you know Shaquita really appreciated that because you know (laughs) this generation doesn't know anything about that or like any clues so I was really happy to kill it in that sense and Shaquita asked me to be a part of all stars and um the rest was fucking history with that but that being said I got onto all stars and I'm trying to remember everyone who was there I think it was like me Jax um Blue Boys Charm Roque um who else (laughs) um Peter Parker right yeah Probably. I'm, I'm sorry, I have a bad memory. <laughs> okay, okay. It's all yeah. good, baby. Um, anyways, I did it with them, and I just remember I was like, wow, like how can I like impress Shaquita again? Because I just you know, the whole thing is really just about what Shaquita thinks, it's not about the fucking oh yeah, <laughs> you know. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's her fucking competition. So I was just really focused on like how can I provide a really solid performance and really shock Shaquita because I'll I'll never forget she was like I want to see drag to its full potential I want to see something I've never seen before she was Mm -hmm. like and if you are not giving that you will lose so I was like how can I like really shake the table a little bit for like drag wars you know because that stage is small bitch that's a small small little yeah. little runway thing so I was like you know you're very very limited to how much you could do for a competition so I remember I was like you know Vinnie Gaga I was like what can I do that Gaga did too that shocked everyone forever and I was like the bitch came in an egg I was like so how can I come in an egg for drag wars all-stars and I was talking to my family and I was like uh, all right I sat them down and I was like, I know what I want to do and we're going to build an egg. And everyone like looked at me like, we're not building an egg, you know? I was like, no, like I need to come in as an egg. Hello, like this is all stars. 
Vinagaga needs to come in as an egg. So we started thinking about like how they're going to lift me over the crowds of people. <laughs> <'Cause> you, <laughs> you know, you know, Pieces of War is like so packed. On, so on packed. Especially I mean, all stars. Yeah, especially you even, all stars. You can't even move. <laughs> Oh my God, you can't even move. So the whole egg idea was like, you know, I really can't come in as an egg because I'll just, it won't work. It's just, it won't fit. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll just make the egg for the performance. So I had my sister, my brother-in-law and everyone in the family really construct a fucking egg bitch. And they made an egg that was six feet tall i'm five foot three so imagine how big that is oh my god and, yeah it was very big and they brought that shit from Staten island to fucking pieces bar and that's how i that's how i started my first because we had to do four numbers so yeah. it was it was like cut in half so the first like four girls did their numbers for the first week mm-hmm. and then we would go and then we would have to do another two numbers if we made it going forward yeah so my first number I was like I have to like come through with this egg so anyways my family they're like making it the egg is falling apart and now I have anxiety because I'm just like oh my god my whole entire performance is around this fucking egg because that's like the gag you know yeah and also like this is tea during um like practicing for my all-stars performance my outfit got ruined i spilled oh no yeah i actually spilled like wine all over it and there was no no saving no i swear to god so the outfit that i was gonna wear was like white and silver Mm -hmm. and it just was just disgusting there was no way i could get it remade in time yeah so i had to like go to etsy and like uh, buy a full ass outfit on there because there was no way it was going to come in time Mm -hmm. um so i did that and then the egg somehow my family made it work where it looked more like a a cocoon instead of an egg but you know i don't know if you guys recall but gaga did the vessel a -hmm. few times she didn't just she, she didn't just do an egg. She did like a cocoon and she came out like a butterfly, like a little pro. So I was like, you know, I'll do the cocoon version of Gaga's egg. So that's like how I came out for my first number. And then I also remember I was like, I have to do something that Shakira never seen. And I was like, I never seen someone like do Gaga's like spark, sparkle bra. Oh. Like, you know, the, fire, the fireworks yeah. bra. So I started to like make um, like the cone bra and I was like, how can I make it shoot like fireworks and stuff? And I was like, oh, this is going to be um, risky because I don't want to set anything on fire, <laughs> Yeah, you know? But I was like, you know, fuck it. If things catch on fire, they'll put it out and that would be iconic, <laughs> you know, like. No, I was really thinking. I was like, I there's a chance that I could burn pieces to the ground. <laughs> and I'll always be remembered for burning down pieces. And that'll be iconic. <laughs> but um, going to jail. <laughs> or, right? Queen of going to jail. We love to see. Going to jail. <laughs> That's very Gaga's brand. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So that would have been iconic. But anyways, um, I did practice the um, firework bra a lot. Um, but I remembered I wanted that in the performance. And when I did that performance, Shakrita, like she came up to me and she was like, I never seen 
someone like put that much effort into a fucking all-stars performance i was yeah. like mm-hmm. i was like and i told her, i was like well bitch you told you told us you wanted to see something that you never seen before mm-hmm. so i made sure that like in every performance i, I also I, I made sure that i wanted gaga to be the first performance like of songs and i mm-hmm. wanted all the other um numbers that i did do not be gaga related, that's smart you know that's smart. yeah that is smart because that's very my drag it's like you know i know that's my name i know i get booked a lot to do a lot of gaga but i'll make sure that if i do any gig it's not just gaga because i mm. think it's very boring for me to come out and only do that it's yeah. not the only mm. thing i could do you know so i made sure for all stars i was like this is my opportunity to show people that i don't just do gaga but i could do other things and I also wanted to play like homage to my family um, and do all the movies that I grew up on, like, you know, Sister Act, I um, did Dirty Dancing and we did Grease and I put it all in one number. Oh, cute. Um, And I had my family with me, you know, we did a lot of rehearsals and, you know, I'm very family oriented. So I was like, how can I put them in a performance and like make the crowd not just live for the performance, but like actually feel something, you know, Mm -hmm. because... and that's what it's all about, you know. It's, I mean, it's winning off. It's um, trying to win Shaquita over, yeah. but it's also the crowd. But like, how can I make the crowd feel something? And I was like, oh, let me bring my family into this and show them that this could be like emotional, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So that's basically Drag Wars All Stars, and then I won. Well, I mean, win, I, yeah. wait, your win is a little bit controversial. If you want to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it was um, i don't think I your like, win was but i think some other mm-hmm. wins might have been <laughs> um definitely for all um all stars for um with shaquita she she did something that i i wouldn't have done but she did it i don't know why she did it but she was getting ready to announce the winner and she was like the winner of all stars is dramatic pause and then she was like Vinnie Gaga and said my name and everyone started cheering hello and then um <laughs> she was like then she did her little dramatic stunt this is something that RuPaul I feel like would fucking yeah, do yeah you know it was a, 100% yeah a twist and she was like wait 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 she was like wait 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 and she was like actually all three of them are the winners of all stars and you know I wasn't mad because I think that Blue and Pierre Parker really brought great, amazing numbers to All Stars. I think their numbers were like out of the box, you know, totally unique, uh, completely have never uh, been done before that whole moment. And I really <laughs> love, <laughs> I really love and respect them so much. And it was cool to like share a crown with them. But, you know, um, she did say my name first. So. Yep. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll, leave it, um, we'll leave it at that. But um, from All Stars and Drag Wars, you became mm-hmm. like really good friends with the first Drag Wars All Stars winner, uh, Vicky Deville, right? Ah, yes. <laughs> um, actually, during that whole entire process, during um, All Stars, is when me and Vicky actually started to like become friends and it was a, sur- a very surreal moment because I remember watching Vicky without even knowing that she was Vicky DeVille like I remember mm-hmm. I think I was I remember watching her at Stonewall I think and I was mm-hmm. like I'm like just I'm gagged you know like I just was very 
like in awe of her and I still am and I'm super obsessed with her and it was just so cool mm. to like really find out that she's just a really cool dope human being inside and outside of drag and it's just really cool that like I'm able to call her a friend I like really really love her so much <laughs> <laughs> um I'm you kind guys of, just yeah like, you 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 could say it <laughs> Uh, you guys just did the arts market at three dollar bill. I saw I saw Vicky and I saw a glimpse of you, but um, mm-hmm. I love your whole dynamic as like Gaga to her Christina. Um, I, yes. Can you tell us more about your friendship and how how it is to work with Vicky? I it is so much fun to work with Vicky, but Queer Art Summerfest. Um, mm. My friends were um, they were behind that, and they were like, "Vinny, we want you to host." And they were like, but we want you to host with somebody. And I was like, who can I think of that is just going to be polished, that could serve a look, that could be entertaining, and that I could vibe with really well on stage. And I was like, absolutely have to ask Vicky to do it. So we asked Vicky and she said, absolutely. And the reason why she was my first pick is because I know for me, when I'm up there hosting any party I with someone else, I need to be able to have chemistry with them. And that's why, like, I love Bootsy LaFerris's, you know, that's why me and her work so well together because I could feed off of Bootsy and Bootsy could feed off of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, once that is there, once you're volleying and once you're, like, playing tennis with each other um, up on stage, it, it just works and everyone really appreciates a good bond so I was like of course I need to have Vicky do it with me mm-hmm. um and it was just totally so much fun and I remember Vicky asked me to do her show at Stonewall and she was like we have to do Gaga and Christina do what you want and I was like oh my god gag and we did mm-hmm. that at Stonewall and it was just so good I remember posting it and I remember actually Bianca Bianca Del Rio she commented underneath that video of me and Vicky and she was like, this is everything. And I was like, bitch, if Bianca, if Bianca yeah. is saying it, that, mm-hmm. that's how you know it was a fucking good performance, bitch. Ooh. You know? Right. And uh, we wanted to redo that again, but like, how can we do it with like different looks and like in a different setting and stuff like that. But I really do appreciate Vicky so much. And I think she is that girl and no AFAB queen is seeing her in this day and age, bitch. Yeah, mama. Tell the girls, <laughs> tell the children. So you were in 17 Magazine's YouTube show. What was that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to laugh. Working with um, um, 17 was really fun. Um, they reached out to Kim, my best friend, and they were like, we want you to be on this like dating show where your best friend picks like your lover. And uh, Kim asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, absolutely. But the only thing is I'm going to do it in drag. And <laughs> I'm not going to do it as like me, like as a boy. Like what the fuck? This boring. I was like, I'm, yeah. I was like, and also like how cool would it be to be in Seventeen Magazine um, for their YouTube and drag. I didn't, I never seen no dr- like drag queen do it. Nope. Um, so I was like, let me do this in drag bitch. And uh, we were super excited. We went to like their headquarters and filmed in August and it was a really cool experience. 
Um, I wish they were a little bit more um, educated on like drag because we they, they knew that I was going to come in drag, but they didn't understand that drag takes time to put on if you, uh, if you know what I'm talking about yeah. so I got I got there and you know we had to sign all these contracts and all this stuff yeah and um they were like all right um well we need to start shooting in five minutes and I'm like here's me with just a painted face and no drag on and I yeah. was like I have to glue down a wig have to put my padding on like I have to put my nails on um so there was like so much to do to get ready for and like touch mm. up my makeup it was hot up that day mm. so after like the five minute call she was the lady was just like are you ready and I'm like um no I'm not ready yet <laughs> I was like I still need to like glue my wig on and they're Girl, like, drag queen oh, time mm-hmm. yeah and there was no and she actually said one of the ladies they were like um can you just like go out like that I'm like oh my god I was like I have like no hair on like what they really wanted to see me fail this <laughs> but mm-hmm. I made it I, I made it known um that I was gonna take my time getting ready because there was no way because to be honest I've seen a whole bunch of their YouTube videos and their YouTube videos have millions of views yeah like uh, I looked at them and one video has 2.8 million views oh, wow. I was like I was like bitch I was like if I'm gonna do this little fucking get up there's no way I'm going out there without a wig on. So I was like, no, they need to wait. They can't shoot well me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, no, y'all are waiting on me. And I know that was like kind of unprofessional, but it's not my fault that y'all did not know about drag. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> and also it was um their LGBTQIA um series. So uh... I'm like, you so you wanted my you wanted Kim, the lesbian that they are. To be up there with their best friend that is a drag queen, but you don't know anything about drag, bitch. Like what? Anyways, that was annoying. But it was a really cool experience to like, you know, be behind the camera. Hello. <laughs> what the hell was that? I just found the video. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> I want to watch it after this. Oh my god, please you look watch great. it. No, you I don't. Great. Yeah, you do. do. You look great, Vivi. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I totally don't look like that anymore. Like that's when I used to use my boy brows. Uh, yeah, it was very like you know, the makeup could have been better. But and so, anyways, back to like the behind the scenes moment. You know, it was a whole bunch of men, girl. There was a whole bunch of men, and they just, I don't know. They were just like. Uh, <laughs> saying like oh can you like um tone it down a little bit because me sitting in this chair I was very like mm-hmm. hello I'm in drag and blah, 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 and I'm trying to like play up for the cameras and they would tell me they would like pause and they'd be like can you like you no know, tone, tone it down a little bit like and I was like okay so in the video when you guys watch it you'll see that like I was talking like this and using a very soft voice because they were literally telling me to tone it down so i know reality tv like don't they want it to get viral it's just fucking youtube youtube's all about being viral i know that's what i'm saying and like that's why for me it was a little like annoying because i shot that almost two years ago oh i no, i shot that after i won all stars oh okay Oh shit! I sh- yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So I shot that after I did All Stars, and then they didn't air it until we were in a pandemic. They never uh, aired it. So they told us, they were like, oh, yeah. They actually emailed me and Kim, and they were like, we're not going to air it. Something came up, and I was like, okay. So now I'm like, oh, they're drag phobic. Like, they're that kind of people. But then the pandemic happened, and they probably did not have any content to post. Yep. So they went into their archives, and they posted our video. And uh, I was like, oh my God. So I watched the video back and I'm like, oh my God, it looks like I'm a fucking dead drag queen up there. Like, <laughs> I look, like literally, like I look like I'm out of it. Like my voice wasn't like high pitch. It was very soft. And it was because there was a whole bunch of men behind the cameras and they were like, can you tone it down? Can you tone it down? Can you tone it down? I'm like, bitch, y'all are the ones having an LGBTQIA fucking series and you want me to tone it down? I was like, oh, over it, bitch. <laughs> anyways we um did it, go viral? um it didn't go i don't i don't i don't know how many views does it have do you have the uh four hundred thousand. that's a lot 400 yeah 400 yeah no i know bitch but it was a very cool experience i did get a lot of teenage girls follow me good um they had a big ad on snapchat where uh... Je- um actually it was gag because jeffree star made a video right mm-hmm. And in his video, he was swiping. I have to get it. He was swiping through his Snapchat. And it was just me and Kim, like, as, like, one of those ads on Snapchat. I was like, this is mad funny. We're in Jeffree Star's fucking lot um, story. <laughs> it was just weird. <laughs> um, it was an experience. I, you know, like, for me, I take anything that comes my way, mm-hmm. you know? I like to do everything you know, it's all about getting your name out there. It's all about hustling and stuff. So I did not say no to it. I wanted to do it. You know, I know that was very great exposure, like 400,000 views. Like, that's amazing. Um, I was thinking it was going to hit a million and, you know. Maybe it will fame. after this episode. <laughs> right. But now looking back at it, like me and Kim, we both like kind of regret it a little uh, mm-hmm. just because it was just like, they did not know, like, they just I don't know they just I don't they just did not know they did not get it they did not get it yeah you know but anyways whatever I take everything with a grain of salt yep so our last question before we take another break is talking about read your lips read my lips and you were the runner-up I was the runner-up honey (laughs) um well before we even get into tea yeah, I just want to say that um, Nikki Oda and um, what's his name, um, Blake, are one of the sweetest people mm-hmm. ever. Like I love them to death. I think they're superstars, and I really love Nikki so much. Um, I think no one's really doing what Nikki's doing right now. I think she's just really incredible, and they are the people to um do that event and they asked me to be a part of it they dm me and i was like i would love to do a gaga competition like hello i feel like that's right oh, so, you did a, so read so read my lips is like um it's a lip syncing competition and i guess mm-hmm. you did a gaga one when was this <laughs> pre-pandemic? pre-pandemic was this the first one I think this was the first one, right? I think this were this was their first. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe so. Maybe they had another one, but I 
I believe this was their first big one. I know they, they did like a Gaga Stunt. and a Britney one, and now they're doing they, a Dua Peep. And they they Dua did Peep. Madonna because I went to that one. Did they do Madonna? Hey. Okay. I, yeah, Vicky was in that one. Yeah. Should have won. We, she should have won. Agreed. <laughs> but um, I remember. <laughs> Wait, I'll say that later. But anyways, um, when I did read my list, um, I was so excited because I was like, "Wow, like a Gaga competition!" And you know, I was still fairly new in the drag scene, so I still had a lot to like show people that I could what I could do and like how I'm a good performer. So I was just super nervous about like going up there and like doing Gaga when everyone had to do Gaga and we were like getting, you know, um, judged for doing Gaga. So I was a little nervous, but um, I think it was my first, it was like, um, what do you call it? Those like brackets, like when you go up against each other. Yeah. What do they call? Uh, There's I like mean- a word for it. I, I mean, I, don't yeah. know. I know what you're talking about because I was I saw it for the Madonna one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like you go against the, the first queen and then whoever wins goes up against the other round of queens who, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a pyramid. Oh, like a pyramid. You yeah. Know pyramid yeah. Thing? Whatever. Sure. Yeah. It was right at. So I did GUI. I had GUI. The second one was, um, what the hell was the second one? can't even think uh, oh dancing in circles and then the finale was hair body phase from star is born uh, so for the gui number i remember i was like i need to have the hair i need to have the long long art pop hair so i had that and i was like had to do seashell bikini i had to do a reveal and i did that i did like a shoulder pad um sequins um emerald green look that I ripped into seashell bikini gaga and GUI is one of my favorite gaga choreographies because I know it from start to finish so I knew I had like a little advantage on that moment and bitch if you look back at that video which is on my Instagram I was feeling that performance like uh, literally was Gaga coming out of my throat into a ghost and she was performing like kind of that vibe. Like she was literally coming out of me, coming out of my mouth. I was puking Gaga up. But it was just a really great performance. And I won round one. And then I went up against, I forget who I went up against for round two. I don't know. But anyways, it was really fun. But we did dancing in circles. And I remember I was like, I don't want to do like dancing in circles, like how Gaga would do dancing in circles on tour. I was like, I want to pay homage to when she did um, Roseland and when she closed out Roseland. So I was like looking up a whole bunch of like pictures of like Gaga doing Roseland. And she wore a lot of outfits that had like roses on it. Mm. She wore a lot of outfits that, you know, embodied like flowers and stuff. And I was like, I want to wear an outfit full of flowers. And I was like, and I also want to give a Joanne vibe with the Joanne hat. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking at her Joanne world tour. She had a hat that like had a whole bunch of like roses, like sewn into it. And it would like hit the floor. So I made sure I made that, made sure we had the flower outfit already and done. And uh, I was just like, I need a disco stick. So I had like a big like ball that like lit up that was a disco stick and I remember popping it with my shoes and just like 
giving it like very gaga and the one thing that like I felt like gave me an advantage from like a lot of other people that was performing was when you see gaga perform she literally gives a performance her all like and you could tell that she's like in her performance and Mm -hmm. you could see like she's feeling it you know so I was like you could I don't know how to explain it I hope I'm explaining it right but there's like you could perform drag, right? But there's a difference from when you see a drag performer feel their mm-hmm. performance. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was really making sure that when I stepped on stage to do the Gaga competition, that I was feeling it and also like feeling it as if I was like Gaga herself. So kind of like method acting kind of vibes. Mm. So I was like really embodying her and trying to like, like the mannerisms to a T like I was trying to give all of Gaga you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of drag queens took it as how can I do um Gaga my way you know Um, like in my drag like you know and I appreciate that because there was no rules being set you know it wasn't like a pageant where it's like oh we need talent we need um gowns and you know a whole bunch of stuff it wasn't like that it was like you're just versing to a Gaga song. So is it like, oh, um, am I impersonating Gaga the best? Or do I have the best Gaga outfit? Or mm-hmm. am I doing just a Gaga song to my own idea of what drag is, you know? So there's a lot of, you know, ideas thrown around. But how I took it was, who could be the best Gaga? You know, yeah. like, that's how I took mm-hmm. it. So I was like, making sure that every round that I won I was giving it like a gaga performance from whether it was mannerisms whether it was from outfits that she passed for or is gonna wear in the future or you know I just wanted to make sure it was gaga the house down boots you know and then came the finale and I have to say for the finale we were told that it could have been hair body face um why'd you do that or um, I'll Never Love Again. And for me, I was like, all right, the whole entire set list of all the Gaga numbers are all high energy. So I was like, there's no way in hell that they're not gonna pick I'll Never Love Again. So me, I bought a fucking $400 gown. (laughs) Mama. Bitch, I bought a fucking $400 gown thinking that we were gonna do I'll Never Love Again. And it was hair body phase. Oh girl. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh my god, I have to freaking perform in this $400 gown, but bitch, let me tell you something. I came out as Allie winning the Grammy in A Star is Born. I came yeah. out with her hair color, I came out with the gown, and I was like, it kind of was very like uh, gaga in some aspect because it's like I won every round and then I finally come out as the most recent Gaga, which was Allie, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's when A Star is a Born came out. Oh, okay. So it was like, no one came out as Allie. I was like, did everyone not do their homework, bitch? This is a Gaga competition, <laughs> you know? But um, it was it was really cool because I um, it was Jax um, and... Oh, fucking West Dakota, bitch. Oh, West Hello. Dakota, okay. There mm-hmm. we go. Sorry, I was just blinking. Um... It was West Dakota, me and Jax all on one stage. And yeah. bitch, let me tell you something. My gown was huge. And Jax is known for doing her fucking little stunts and flipping like a little squirrel. 
So I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because, you know, hair, body, face is so upbeat and I'm in a gown. So I really just tried and give it my all and give the emotion and hair, body, face. Because if you actually listen to the lyrics of hair, body, face, the lyrics are like kind of emotional mm-hmm. a little bit if you really, like, really dive into it. And I was just really trying to serve that. And, you know, they pinned it down to two queens. So it was me and West Dakota at the right end. Uh, and they how they calculated the win was from their phone. And I remember them holding their phone and it was like this app to like determine yeah. which applause was louder. Uh-huh. And so they were holding up their phone to see like which applause was louder. And no tea, no shade, bitch. But I think the applause for me was much more different from West Dakota's. But, you know, I have to give it up for West Dakota actually taking home the title because she's famous. She's well, well known mm-hmm. over in New York City from everyone. She just has a really big following. And yeah. I know that that did play a part in her winning was her big following. And like I said before, I was not very known in Brooklyn like that. Um, so I knew that like, that's one of the reasons why it was because I was like a new queen, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And, um, um, yeah, I won that competition. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we know, we know who really won. That's all. all right. The audience, <laughs> but, um, let, I got a good show. That's true. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But like I said, like um, no Tino Shade, I think everyone really was amazing at them all doing Gaga. And mm-hmm. I think West Dakota and Jax, they just really hit it out of the park with just doing Gaga. And it was just a really great competition. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I loved it. I really did. I did not feel, you know, like me not winning. I know you would think like, oh my God, you must have been heartbroken. I really wasn't. I was, I had the best time, you know, with all the girls. And I think I killed it. I think everyone else killed it. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's just drag. It's not the end of the world, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and with that, I think we should take another break. Yeah. Um, yes. mom, it's still hot out, bitch. I need more water. Okay. <laughs> yes, hydrate that. Yes, lubricate. Lubricate, mama. Um, we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Bye. Wig. And we're back. It was a nice, cool, cool 75 degrees in New York City. Hope you enjoy your Monday drive. This is Wigging Out AM. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. DM. Um, all right. Let's get into our last little segment. Let's get um, into it, honey. Let's get it into it, mama. Um, I feel like I've been asking this mostly, Caitlin, you could, but it's your you question. Could do, but You could do it. Yeah. I don't care. I know. Um, <clears throat> Miss Vinny, do you have yeah. any plans to, I don't know, maybe appear on our television screens in some sort of competition? Um, 
Are you talking about Drag Race? That yeah. little thing? Um, <laughs> or Summer Camp. Camp Wanakiki, Dragula. Well, mainly Whatever Drag Race. Right. <laughs> um, I think, I feel like, uh, I'm going to speak for like every drag queen right now. I feel like, isn't that like the goal to just like get so good at like what you do to like go on and just become famous and make a whole bunch of money? You know, I feel like that's like the main goal for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I would, I wouldn't say no. And I wouldn't say, um, I w- yeah, I would never say no to it. But I do know that drag race rec- requires a lot of work. Yeah. You know, you can't just, you know, do drag and be like, you know, I'm going to just do an audition tape, you know, it, I know the people that done audition tapes and how much they actually put into audition tapes is like mm-hmm. crazy to me it's a lot of work i've helped with them it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a lot a lot of work um i know that if i do audition i would definitely give it my all and i would i wouldn't really i wouldn't love to audition one one day you know i would um i wouldn't say no but i do know it requires a lot of work i am very content right now with just getting my name out there even more and just showing people that I can really become greater than I already am, you know? And I'm more focused on just like getting gigs and perfecting my craft, you know? Like I'm that kind of drag queen that I am a perfectionist and I just always want to grow. I never want to not grow. So I'm really open to so much um, feedback and you know, just getting myself out there, but I would love to audition for Drag Race. T. Love to hear. T. So speaking of projects, what's like your weekly schedule? Where can people see you? Yes, honey. Well, one, you guys could find me at It's Vinnie Gaga on all social media platforms besides Facebook. Actually, a little side note, my Facebook got hacked. So actually- don't go up on that because I don't know who has it. <laughs> um, right. I know, right? We're living in a day and age where we have to watch out for hackers. So oh, annoying. Yes. No, I'm actually really devastated about this. Sorry, I'm going off topic, but <laughs> how the fuck did someone hack my Facebook? Like, my it's so password? Easy. Was it you? It really is. <laughs> it was Caleb. Why, why, why didn't you... Um... <laughs> You should have put your phone as a protection. That's what I use. Like they can't hack into it without it texting your phone first. So I did have my Facebook link to my phone number, but like this happened in the middle of the night where I got an email saying someone's trying to hack in and I was obviously not up. I was sleeping. And then I just like didn't look at my emails that day. And then my Facebook account was changed the phone number was changed uh, the, the password it was, too was changed. Late. The email, it was mm. too late it's like I literally don't have any proof to even tell Facebook that it's my account but mm. fuck them bitches karma is gonna be a bitch anyways um for right now y'all can find me um at hardware bar every Friday with Bootsy LaFerris for a super size queen we give it to you every motherfucking Friday and it's a big old party. Um, but for right now, I am open to all bookings and uh, looking forward to doing more weekly shows. So if y'all want me to do it, y'all better tip or Venmo a bitch. Yeah, mother. Yes, mother. 
Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. So what is the best advice you've been given about doing drag? Um, well, actually, um, I was hanging out with Bianca, um, not last Friday, but the Friday before mm -hmm. um, at Hardware. It was me, Bootsy, and Bianca. And I've known Bianca since she actually, before she got on her mm -hmm. season, because my brother, my older brother was friends with her. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, so I remember, um, you know, just hanging out with her and like, she always says the best things. And I think like, you know, someone like Bianca that is, you know, one of the most highest paid drag queens from, I mean, under RuPaul. Yeah. But it's like, she really is so humbled and she gave me such great advice the other day. She was like, make sure you say yes to everything. Um, do it. Um, humble, uh, be humbled about it, you know, be professional about it, but just never say no. And, you know, I remember, um, there was a queen, I'm not gonna name her name, but she was like uh, telling me backstage, she was like, oh, I'm not doing that gig. And I remember looking back at, at that moment and thinking like, why not do that gig? Because you're too above it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that gig was, a, it, looking back at it, it was a well-paid gig. I think it was like a hundred dollar booking fee. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's great. You that know? is good. And that's good, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like hello. And like, she, the drag queen was like, I'm not doing that. And like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, you have to say yes to everything. You have to like put yourself out there because I feel like you're not gonna make it or do well in the drag scene if you start saying no to things, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like the reason why and the reason I'm getting all these bookings is because I'm saying yes to everything, you know? And you can't say no. I don't care. I mean, let me get, well, let me say this. There's going to be a time where you get an offer from, from whoever, and it may not be your price bracket. You know, mm -hmm. it might not be in your range. And I will say that I did turn thing, turn away offers from bookings and gigs just because it was just not worth it for me like for instance I got a book to do this um the sweet 16 right they wanted me to host for a whole hour at the sweet 16 in Staten Island by the way no of course and and they wanted to pay me 35 dollars <laughs> And I was just like, so you want me to take a $30 Uber to get paid for $35 to host a 316? I was like, it just doesn't make sense. And also, they clearly did not understand like drag at all because they need to know that like, you want me to host? Like, do you guys not know what like hosting means? Like, I'm going to have to like turn looks and like make sure everyone's having a good time and all that shenanigans I'm just like for $35 and the fact that none of them are going to be able to tip like who's going to come yeah. to a 316 With and get singles. dollar bills you know like nobody so it's like the booking fee needs to be there so I knew me turning it down was not a bad thing because I was going to do it but it was just it turns out that the booking fee was $35 I was like girl what but you know they're they're very I don't know, it was very straight people vibes and clearly, <laughs> you know, they did not know, like, what? Like, but anyways, say yes to everything. 
Um, and I feel like um, when Bianca told me that, I was like, oh my God, that is just the best advice because you should take everything as long as it's, you know, great for your drag, um, good for your appearance and for like your brand. I think taking everything is great, especially when you're first starting off. But also um, I feel like if I had to give advice to, to somebody, mm -hmm. it would be, be professional about it. There's so many drag queens that I worked in the past where I literally wanted to like take my eyeballs and ears out of my fucking head because it was just so annoying to work with people mm -hmm. that are not professional. At the end of the day, you know, drag is fun and drag is amazing, but a lot of us do this because, you know, it's our income, you know, and we do this because we love it. We do it because we need to put food on the table, you know? So when I see a lot of Queens that not take getting gigs seriously, it kind of like makes me like tweak, like, Oh my God, like girl, like this is a privilege to get bookings. Don't act a fool, be professional about it because you want to get booked again, you know? And that's why I have such a good relationship with like Shaquita because every time she does book me, I'm pro professional about it. I always come on time. I make sure I give a full look or multiple looks for that one booking. And you need to do that. You know, you want to show people that you're there to do your job and to get the job done. Yep. Period. T. If that makes sense, right? You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah. That's my turn. Oh, my favorite question. Ms. Vinny. Ms. Yeah. Vinny. Can you tell us a tantalizing story from nightlife, from drag, something that shocked you, something that left you gagged, something crazy that's happened that you've witnessed? Please tell us. Where do I begin, honestly? I mean, girl, like being a drag queen, you see some crazy shit go down. It's true. It's true. You really do. You see it all. I mean, I'm just going to say something um, from that just came to me in the top of my head. But I remember spending around like $280 on this corset. So this corset oh. was like, it was, it's like a violet corset where it like cinches you the house down, bitch. So I remember I, I did a show at $3 bill and I took my corset off and I laid it down on um, the floor, but like near my bag. And I was literally gone from the dressing room for maybe like five minutes. And bitch, someone stole my corset. No, yeah. bitch. Gag. No, literally. Mm. And I was super annoyed because um, at that time, this was like maybe, I don't know, this was before the pandemic. But at mm. that time, you know, I was doing a lot of shows in the city. And for me to like come to Brooklyn, I was super excited to perform at $3 bill at that time. And mm. I was so excited. And I'm just like, wow, someone had the audacity to fucking steal my corset. And it really made me super upset in that moment because I was just like, I just spent $280 on a fucking corset. And it was, yeah. like, it was like fresh. It was like, uh, you know, I bought it at, um, where the fuck did I buy it from? I don't know, I bought it at some store that was mad bougie. And uh, I was just like, I'm so ready to have this like figure in drag now and now it's mm. like just gone and like you know yeah. $80 is a lot of money so 
for someone stealing that corset, fuck them. I hope they get hit by a bus. But also, they are definitely looking snatched that they stole my corset. <laughs> Do you think it, it had to be another queen, right? You think? I or... mean, a thousand percent it was another queen. Mm. But I just don't know who. And also, mm. um, in that same night, I wore a long, like, blonde wig. And mm. I remember taking that off, too. And I was drunk that night, but... I know that someone stole the wig too. I did not like leave it somewhere. Someone stole yeah. the wig and my corset in the same night. It was just the corset was stolen first and then the wig was stolen. I was like, girl, I was just like, this is not okay. Like, where's yeah. everything going? That's shitty. So yeah, that's that happened, of, babe. I know. And it does happen a lot, actually. It's not the mm. first thing that got stolen from me. It's just like... For me, I would never steal anything because one, I know these queens work fucking hard. Yeah. And I just believe in karma. And I feel like if I ever stole something from someone that mm. it would like bite me in the butt. But yeah. it does happen often, believe it or not. Like yeah. um I so my scent in drag is the Valentino perfume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um bitch, I don't know I don't know what it's called. But anyways, I use that scent i love that scent and i this was like two months ago maybe i recently just bought a new one and i left it this was also at three dollar bill too believe it or not love three dollar bill to death but it's just like every time i go there something gets stolen and my valentino perfume got stolen that night too was so annoying that sucks I don't know, I, and I don't know who it is because you know, you know where the dressing room is in Three Dollar Bill, right? Yeah, yeah I don't I like, like that the, dressing room. It's not. Right? A, it's just it's a weird situation. Yeah, you know, it's just like anyone could walk in. Yeah, you know, yeah. and people usually people do walk in. But the thing was, um, this Saturday, which made it really great, was we had so many people working the event that we had people there to make sure no one would come in and take our stuff you know what i'm saying yeah because you know you you oh that's so smart finally right come on protection (laughs) come on be stand protection right in all forms So that is a crazy thing that happened in drag, but there's so much more i want to give you a juicier one um, besides the fucking crazy one like that i mean that one works for me it's a good discussion because like I've had, I've had, um, I don't, I don't think I've had anything major stolen, like a corset or a wig, but I have had um, money stolen, like tips. Yeah, stolen. that <gasps> happens a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, at bu- at I- Bushwick, Reefy got three hundred dollars stolen. What? What? Yes. Yeah. No we way. we know who did it. We know who did it. Oh, <gasps> oh, bitch! Mm-hmm. Text me later. Cause I want to, <laughs> I want it's not this. someone anyone would know, but we know who it was. Gag. Wow. Yeah. Gag. No, I, um, I never got money stolen before, but um, I did get items that I spent a lot of money on stolen. Yeah, just yeah. It's a it's a little problem in the community. I don't know. I because I feel like I'm very protective of my stuff. Like I'll carry my bag around. Last night, um, I was very, very stupidly um, carrying around like multiple hundreds of dollars in my oh. bag. I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have brought that," but um, <laughs> and luckily it's still there. So, like, God bless. But um, yeah, I'm very protective of my bag. But like, 
I don't know. There's like a part of the sisterhood where you're like, you don't fuck with other girls' shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't understand it. It's like, I am just so, and I'm also one of those queens that are like, I am so helpful backstage. Like, I'll help you do anything with my mm-hmm. fucking acrylic nails on. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand the stealing. And it happens yeah. a lot. It doesn't, a it lot. doesn't just have, it happens a lot. And I'm just like, oh my God, please don't. I never want to be in a situation where I see someone stealing from mm-hmm. my drag luggage because I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't Pop know. I think it would, no, I yeah, I someone's... think I would. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I was going to say, if I have to go in someone's luggage, I'm like, I check with her like 20 times. I'm like, are you okay? I need to grab yeah. some. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I am not getting accused of this. Yeah, no, honestly, though. All right, our last um, um, wait. I actually have something, yeah, I have something that popped in my head. Go for it, do it. <laughs> okay, wait, should I? That means you should, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> hmm. well, actually, I don't let me not let me not. I don't want to bring anything, right. but it was a okay. Bible tell you guys, you could just edit it out. But basically, mm. like one of our friends that started to go around new york city actually we could say that i will say this okay. i will say this i will say this. this is actually juicy and she's dropped the vodka <laughs> not, the um, not the vodka honey literally dropped the vodka look <laughs> um so this is a i'm gonna make a long story short but basically i used to work with a queen not gonna say her name and she was doing this event in Williamsburg I think it was at like lot 40 something I forget the name and how the whole event went to be about like how all the queens were getting paid was every queen was taking home their own tips right Mm -hmm. so this is in the beginning of like my drag career I remember inviting so many friends and even family members to this event right and I put a lot of time and like rehearsal time into this number that I did and uh, obviously the amount of money that was thrown at me was very different from how everyone else got thrown money uh, because I invited so many people to this event mm-hmm. you know like my sisters came cousins came all my friends came so I knew that there was a lot of people in support to come so I knew that I was going to get tipped the house down because they were there and they come out so I remember when all my tips got collected from my performance at the end of the night I got back $50 from my tips and I was like there is no way what? in hell. There was no no. I know. I know. This sounds like greedy, but there was no way in hell that I invited fifty plus people that are really close to me and only get tipped fifty bucks. There was no way in hell. But if I it found out that after the event, I talked to like my sisters and they're like, "Oh, we threw like a hundred dollar bill on stage. We threw twenty dollars. We threw thirty dollars in tips." So I was like, "There's no way in hell." That was $50. So the person that booked me for the event, which is my friend at the time, mm-hmm. literally took away all my tips and like went home with my tips. <gasps> and uh, I told my friend like two weeks later, I was like, yo, I found out that like my friends and family threw a lot of money and I only got paid 50 bucks. My friend was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Maybe it got mixed up. 
And I was like, all right, whatever. And then he was like, you know, I'll just send you the money. Never, the money was never sent to me. Also, that person went around telling other club owners, promoters, and just queer art artists in our community to not work with me <gasps> and that, yeah, to not, no, this is a real thing. And really try to tarnish like my name. And this is like the beginning of me trying to like, make it in like the drag space and it was just so like disgusting that someone that I would call a friend would go around and tell people not to book me to not have me because of money issues and it wasn't about money issues sweetie yeah. it was about I invited 50 plus people to your event bitch mm. that was a cover charge oh so I had people come to the event and tip me correctly because they are my friends and family, but you went home with my money. But yeah. then you go, and then when I approach you like a decent human being and tell you like, I should have got paid more or should have just collected my own fucking tips. You went around telling other people that people shouldn't work with me because there's a money problem. Like that does not sit well with me. At the end of the day, like I really don't, I'm so kind and I'm so compassionate to every single person. But when you really try to come for me, like, it's not cute. Like, it's not cute. And now look, the bitch is not getting booked. And Good. I am. Good. Ooh. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Sorry, um, I just had to say that. Yeah, no. Love. Sure. Yeah. All right. Our last question is, where do you want to take your drag in the future? love that um I think I kind of touched base on that a little bit earlier too but like I said before I want to say yes to everything I um want to get exposed as I okay so for me I feel like I know that I'm like getting a lot of gigs but I feel like I'm still young and drag and I yeah. still have a lot more to prove I have a lot more to show I have a lot more to learn you know um I believe in being a student and being a great student and what I mean by that I mean you know like I was talking about my dance background for me I loved being a student because it made me learn so much more and never be in that situation where it's like oh I already know everything and I don't need to learn anymore and that's never good because I feel like there's always um room for improvement there's always room to become better you know mm -hmm. um even like look at the best queens right now in New York City they are really just reinventing themselves and killing it in every way and it's just like I'm at a point where I'm getting these bookings and stuff, but it's like, I want to host my own show. I want to have more weekly gigs. I want to venture out doing drag, you know, like as a podcast or having a YouTube series or something like that. You know, I want to do more. I just want to do more. I want to be more hungry and I just want to put myself out there even more. So I think for Vinny Gaga's, future in drag is just to do more to get more weekly gigs and to one day host my own show and put on a really dope show at the end of the day i we totally love see that happening yeah we totally 
all, I see it. It's probably happening sooner than later, babe. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, because you're you're loved in the community. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I wanted I, w- I wanted to book you before you got really big and would be like, no. <laughs> no. Well, well, like I said, I I love to say yes to everything. So that's good. T T T T. Um. But well, um, thank you guys for being so sweet. I really appreciate that oh, for real. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for coming on yeah. our little show, baby. Oh my um, god, I would love to be back. Maybe we could yeah. be back. Oh, yeah. If, Vicky could join and yeah, Vicky could oh spill God. some tea. Oh, <laughs> we, lo- we love it. We love it. We, 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 Vicky will always have an open spot here, so mm. and so will you. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> oh I would be back whenever you guys just let me know. I'm yeah. free on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> um, where can, can one more time? Can you plug your social medias for, so that children can find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me on every social media besides Facebook because I got hacked, but it's <laughs> at but it's at it's Vinigaga, I-T-S-V-I-N-N-Y-G-A-G-A. And my Venmo is at Vinny-Gaga. Very simple. If you can't spell it, you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> we love, we love having you on, baby. Yay. So thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. I know I talk mm. a lot, but that's why. <laughs> no, I'll you're be good, back baby. I mean, yeah. this is why you're a good podcast guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, I was Martyr. I was C. Tepper. And this was. Wigan, 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 Wigan. Did you say wig? <laughs> Bye. Bye, kids. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. Ha <laughs> ha!